Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. I'm going to be flying solo once again today. My co-pilot Lil Barron is out of town and unable to join us. We wish her the very best and hopefully she'll be back with us next week. But in the meantime, for the past several weeks, we've touched on some of the benefits that are available to the athletes who are registered to compete in the Huntsman World Senior Games. And I'm going to continue that tradition today. And I want to focus today on our official results book. Now, listen, when you come and compete at the Huntsman World Senior Games, and you fight through your insecurities and the aches and the injuries and the competition from athletes from all around the world, and you win a medal at the games, well, we think that that is worth celebrating. We work very hard to make the medal ceremony significant and timely. We have music. We have a celebration. We put the medals around your neck. We want that to be a memorable, special occasion, but we don't want the celebration to end there. And so every athlete who competes in the games has the opportunity to receive our official results book. And the games will mail that right to your door so you can have it at your home and have it available to peruse yourself and uh, make it available so that others can uh, see it as well. This upgraded full-color magazine-style results book, it lists all of the medal winners in every event, in every age group, in every sport. It's beautiful. It's easy to read. It makes a great conversation starter. So if you put this out on your coffee table or your kitchen counter, you might be surprised at how often you get to relive those memories of competing at the Huntsman World Senior Games and the stories, of course, that go along with it whether it's with your neighbors, your kids, your neighbor's kids, your grandkids, make sure they get to see your name in print next to the color of metal that you received at the games. And then tell your story. And hey, just between you and I, there will be no fact checkers present. So you can make it as great as you want it to be. The results book is just one more amazing benefit that you get as an athlete at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Now, if you're not an athlete at the games, but you're still interested in those results, you can also find all of them at our website uh, underneath the results tab at seniorgames.net. So if you're looking to see how you stack up or you want to set a goal for yourself to work towards, all the results are also available online once again at seniorgames.net. So check that out. And then at the end of every games as an athlete, watch your mail for that beautiful full color results book that again is going to start all those conversations and give you a chance to tell your story of what happened at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Today's guest, this is going to be a great one. I'm very excited. Jill Jay is an accredited personal trainer with 40 plus years, 40 plus years of experience in the fitness industry. She's a former competitor who placed in multiple women's figure as well as bodybuilding events. Jill's interest in health and fitness started with kind of an offbeat desire to prove doubters wrong during her teenage years when she faced numerous serious health problems. She went on to become a personal trainer at the age of 18 and is passionate about helping others reach their fitness goals, overcoming poor habits, and uh, just being the best that they can possibly be. Jill has six children and is a proud grandmother of seven. Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I've been really looking forward to being on your show. I've listened to some previous speakers and I just love your show. Uh, well, thank you. I'll tell you what, we have had some of the best guests ever. 
and uh, just you know great stories and great experiences, uh, great expertise as well. And I think today, Jill, we're going to get to combine a couple of those uh, areas with you. Um, let, let's let's start off just at the beginning for you in your wellness journey. Um, you you did face some pretty serious health challenges, especially as a youth. Um, and in fact, you had uh, what was it nine near death experiences? Tell us a little bit about what's going on there. What what were you dealing with at that time, and continue <laughs> to deal with to this day? Yes, thank you. And so, from the time that I was little, like two years old, I started having breathing problems and. You know, it went on, they thought it was asthma for years. And so I had spent a lot of my childhood in and out of the hospital on a regular basis. So life for me as a kid wasn't quite like the other kids on the block. And by the time I was 12, they actually diagnosed me with COPD, which at that time, it was just unheard of, right? You don't get diagnosed with COPD until you're in your 70s or 80s. And you're a heavy smoker. Yeah, chronic smoker. So, But I had had just constant chronic um, bronchitis and pneumonia. And so the best diagnosis they could come up with at that time was it was COPD and put me on some medications for COPD. And I pretty much lived in what felt like a box, right? Because it seemed like no matter what I did, whether it was dust or pollens or trying to exercise or having a pet or so many different conditions, it would seriously just flare up. You know, I'd have trouble breathing and I'd be rushed back to the hospital. And so what had happened was um, I'd done my homework on that. When I heard the doc mention COPD, I didn't know what it was and realized, hey, basically, you know, you have about 15 years to live, give or take a few years, right? Once you've been diagnosed. And I thought, good heavens, it didn't hit me till I was about 16. And yeah. like any other teenager, I started questioning everything I'd been taught. Sure, sure. <laughs> and became a little rebellious, right? And so one day I came home from school and I put on my shoes, my old crusty running shoes that have been underneath my bed for years, completely unused. And my mom looked at me and she said, what are you doing? I said, mom, I'm going to go for a run. And she just looked at me with this look of shock, like, you can't do that. How and is that going to happen? Yes, exactly. I said, just trust me. I haven't ran since like I was a kid, right? Just full out run or anything. And I just, I just want to do it. At this point, I honestly felt like, and as sad as it is, and I don't mean this in a negative way for any of your listeners, but at that point, I really didn't care if I lived or died because I felt like I reached a point where I wasn't really living anymore, anymore. I was just kind of going through the motions, right? And so I figured if I was going to be dying anyway, sooner, perhaps some people in my peer group that I was going to do it my way, or at least trying things that I wanted to do before I left this planet. So I went for that run. I ran around the block. They had to rush me to the hospital, of course. And um, we went through the nebulizer, adrenaline shots, you know, through the whole routine and so forth. And they sent me home. And the next day I came home, I put on my running shoes again. And my mom was literally standing (laughs) in front of the door. Yes. She's like, you're not going anywhere. And I just looked at her and I thought, mom, I said, listen, I'm going to go for a run. And here's how it's going to work. Yesterday, it didn't go how I planned. Right. I said, but today I'm going to do better. I promise. And so I said, if you don't let me out the front door, I'll just go out my window. I was kind of rebellious. And so (laughs) I ran. I got a half a block. They had to get me to the hospital again. Same thing. Same doctor happened to be there. And he looked at me and he raised his voice and he very clearly made it known like, 
don't you understand? Don't do it again. Yeah. You cannot run. You and he's, you know, you're running up these bills here at the hospital. And, and I just was like, this is not a healthy talk. But in my head, I'm thinking, hey, I ran a block yesterday. I ran a half a block today. I can do this. I just have to figure out a better way to do it. Yeah. And so I put on my shoes the next day and I just told my mom, just trust me. Here's my plan. I'm going to jog crack to crack in the sidewalk and then I'm going to walk crack to crack. And so I did that. And lo and behold, within a year, I could get to where I could jog a mile wow. and then I could jog two miles. And then the local Nautilus was hiring. And I thought, hey, I don't even have a membership. So I went and got a membership. And I started, uh, I picked up my first pair of weights at that time. They were two eight pound dumbbells and I put them over my head. And I was just following what the other ladies were doing, right? I'm like, oh, she, yeah, looks yeah. Like she knows what she's doing. So I'm following in her steps. I maybe did three sets of 15. I kid you not, the next day I'm like, oh my goodness, like I could hardly lift up my arm to open up the cabinet. <laughs> I know and, that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was so shocked. Like I need to move my body. And it just so happened that the only positions they had left that they were hiring for a few months later was for aerobic instructors. And I'm like, sign me up. And they're Let's like on it. the form, do you have any health concerns? I'm like, nope. nope. You know, <laughs> so my gym bag, I carry the nebulizer, you know, the adrenaline shots and things. And so my, my inhaler and I would just do my thing and go out and teach a class. But it was pretty humorous, but it got me stoked about, hey, if I can do this, what else can I do? Absolutely. And I, I, that's the message that I love about this story you're telling me. Two things. First of all, I love how your rebellion was to do something good for yourself. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we'll all remember our teenage years and the decisions that we make then may not always be the thing that is the best for us. Mm -hmm. Your uh, your attempt to be rebellious by putting on a pair of shoes and running, I, I love that. <laughs> and I think there's a little message there for all of us, especially for our senior athletes that are listening. Like now is now is that time to rebel. You know, people may look at you and say, yes. "Oh, you know, you're too old," or "This sport, you can't do this." What are you talking about? Mountain biking? That's not for you, or or whatever it is. You know, and uh, just do what Jill did and just rebel. Put those shoes on, grab that racket get those cleats out, whatever it is, and just rebel against what people are telling you is possible and you're able to do. Um, you know, obviously we got to listen to our bodies and our doctors and within reason, but I love that story of rebellion there, Jill. That's fantastic. Thank you. And I have to share with you, things really did move along, right? From those eight pound dumbbells and about when I was 47, and this is just what goes to show you what happens when you have that constant challenging your muscles constantly, right? Yeah. So 30 years passed. And let me, let me tell you, I challenged those triceps a lot. And I grew to where I actually had to start asking um, men in the gym if they could hand me a dumbbell so I could do my overhead triceps because I couldn't get it behind my, over my head without hitting my head. And they said, sure. So they walk over. I said, yeah, I just need this dumbbell right here. And they're like, that's, <laughs> that's a 110 pound dumbbell. I said, yeah, that's the yeah, one that's I need. The one. And so yeah. it was, yeah, it was great. That's incredible. That's actually a perfect segue because I want to get into this bodybuilding uh, concept. Now, um, you you started out just really with such baby steps. You know, you you had this in incredibly disappointing diagnosis. They're they're telling you you only you only have ten or so years to live, give or take a little bit. Um, obviously, you've surpassed that. And you're going on and you're, and you're living your, your wellness journey and it's incredible. And then in your mid forties, you're like, I'm going to 
decide to enter bodybuilding competitions. T- talk a little bit about that. How did how did you? <laughs> how, I, I know it was a process, but how did you get to that point? Yes, great question. And so, from the time that I entered the gym, and when I realized that I could learn and and get my body to run two miles at a time and teach a class for an hour, I was so hungry. What else can I do? I start doing push-ups in the morning. Anything I could do at the gym, I would do, and I would do it in a massive way, right? So finally, um, after I had my six kids, I decided, hey, I would like to start teaching group fitness classes again. So I started teaching those for a few years, and I had a gal come up to me after one class, and she says, she asked me, hey, do you compete? And I'm like, well, and what division? Like, what do you mean compete? Like, yeah, compete <laughs> and she says, what? you know, those fitness shows, or I'm like, I've never even heard of that. So she was telling me about it. I went home and I looked it up and I'm like, well, that sounds kind of interesting. Sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 And so I just ordered a suit. I'd never been to a show. I was telling everyone in my class, hey, I'm going to do this. Come out and support me if you feel like it. Um, I would, I would love for you to be there. And I hired a posing coach and I showed up and I was, I was shocked that I went home with a second place trophy. Oh my on word. On that first show. Yes. That was with the MPC. And then a week later, I went out of state and I did an NGA show. I took first place, one overall, got my pro card with that um, organization. And then the following week, I did a second MPC show. And I ended up getting my pro card with that organization. So I was like, hey, this is right up my alley, right? So four years and 16 shows later, 16 trophies later, um, I had just reached a point where it was like, okay, I think it's someone else's turn. Yeah, yeah. That and I started sense. moving more into like extreme fitness. Okay, yeah, so like- there's there's the next step, the next the next step in the evolution. And when you say extreme fitness, give us an idea of what you're talking about there. Okay, so I'll give you an example of even a current like today. Today's training for me, 58 years old. I did 10 rounds of seven exercises. So 10 times seven, right? Yeah, so and that's so- 70 different exercises. Seven different Seven exercises. Different, yeah, and I always start them off with, with body weight dead, dead hang pull-ups. So I did um, a total of 50 dead hang pull-ups, 100 <laughs> toes to bar. And yeah, this is without a band or anything. And then 165 pound like squat and press, overhead press, 100 chest to floor push-ups, I call the next ones frog bench jumps. I did a hundred of those. So you, you squat down as low as you can on the ground. Okay. You go full extension in the air with your legs, come down on the bench, go all the way back down like a frog on the bench, extend, jump all the way up, come back down onto the floor in a frog, right? And so hundreds <laughs> of those great, great, great leg workout. Uh, yeah, and it then sounds it, like a leg workout. Yeah. And then after that, 165 pound overhead squats, 100 plyometric burpees, and then 100 alternating lunges. So, so 200 all together, 100 each leg. That's what I mean by extreme. It's not maybe what your ordinary person is going to do when they go to the gym, right? I, I, can, I can confirm with 100% certainty that that is not what your ordinary person is going to do <laughs> at the gym for sure. That is totally extreme. Now, are there competitions for this or are these just things that you put together for yourself to push yourself? Right. Good question. So what got me started on it is that every single day, like through those death experiences, one thing that I took away is that 
there isn't one moment worth wasting in life, right? Whether you need that moment to rest, to meditate, to think, to um, train or whatever, you know, visit with people, socialize every aspect of life. And so in that, my philosophy is also every day I want to challenge myself. I want to push the envelope. I'm a real pusher, right? And so I like to push myself and I admit it. I push my, my clients and my athletes. Yeah. And, uh, but I had gotten certified years ago and they called it like Navy SEAL fitness training. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to do these workouts and this and that. Well, somehow my life paths with some Navy SEALs and one actually noticed that I was doing a lot of things that yeah. I saw them kind of training doing at, at one time. And so anyway, we exchanged, I got his email and so forth. And he started working with me, said, Hey, would you, would you be willing to be like my Guinea pig? And I said, sure. Cause I want to know like what I can do. So he started me off and uh, put me on like a little mini program. And then I was up to doing regular full operator workouts and spec op workouts. And both of them combined, we're talking six hours a day, training. That's, a, that's, it's, it's insane. That's, that's just crazy. And that's just what I was thinking while I was doing. I thought these guys are nuts. This is insane. And I'm loving it. Right. Yeah. So that's what got me into it. No competitions. Um, but I do like I've trained um, the army ranger challenge teams and just for a, a year, just a regular training. And I truly feel like as a result of that, because it was such a different thing when they invited me to come in and, tra and train their team, uh, even the Air Force was coming over watching our training, like, why aren't we doing that? You know? <laughs> wow. Um, so it's brought some really great blessings into a lot of people's lives. No, for sure. And uh, just to emphasize all of this from a little, you know, 12-year-old girl who was mm -hmm. given basically... I mean, not to make light of it, but kind of a death sentence. Right. And who just at 16 years old decided, I'm going to live. And wow, wow, yeah. what an incredible, incredible journey. Now, you, uh, in addition to pushing yourself, you mentioned just a minute ago that you help, you help push your clients. Um, you have a, a specific program that you call the Tight Body Boot Camp. Um, tell us a little bit about that. What What is that? And how could people get a little more information on that if they were interested? Right. So tight body boot camp is just a way for me to work with more participants rather than a one-on-one -on -one trainings. And it's great. It's, it's a lot like the Huntsman where you're working with people on every level, right? You're helping them get stronger, build muscle. They're gaining endurance, keeping their flexibility, building stamina, you know, working on their balance agility and so forth. And so with that, um, we like to run these throughout the week and participants I like to have them sign a contract, like a 90-day contract that they're going to commit to it and some other, just some basic guidelines, right? I give them a little meal plan so they have an idea and a food list and uh, just lifestyle habits and so forth. And so we have a great time with that. And it's a super positive environment. If anyone likes to get, to get more information, you can go to my website. It's Jill Nix. And like November, I like Igloo X like X-Ray dot com. It's currently I'm in the process of rebranding. And so, but you can just press contact on there and put in what you're interested in. And I will reach out to you. Now, is this just to confirm um, this, uh, the, the boot camp? it's done uh, digitally, right? It's done online. You don't have to be present. Right. And so we have some recorded boot camps. Of course, a lot of our participants love to be live in the room. 
Um, things changed during the COVID time. So right yeah, now- For all of us, at, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And so um, I always encourage people, if you're here local, it's worth the drive, I promise you. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it is available online for those that are not in your yes. area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, l- let me ask you this. You've been in the industry for a long time, and, and obviously you've seen for yourself some just incredible um, gains and benefits of, of pushing yourself and and not giving up and you know that that grit and determination that that keeps you going. You've you've experienced all those benefits yourself. Uh, you also have been able to work with other people, uh, including those in the armed forces and, and others as well. In in all of your forty years, kind of, if I if I can ask you to do this, is totally an unfair question, but synthesize it down into what's the best piece of fitness advice that you could share with somebody. I call it like my little quote is. <laughs> Basically, a body in flow is a body in the know. Okay. Meaning that, and other people say, hey, a body in motion stays in motion. And that's my best piece of advice. I believe like you want to keep your body flowing. You want to keep it moving. You want to keep the blood pumping, the heart pumping, oxygenating your cells, strengthening your lungs, expanding um, those lungs to a greater capacity. We should be growing every day. So I feel like that's the best that I can offer is do those things because as you're in the flow, you, you get to know yourself, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And then it allows you to live your life more, more fully because you know what areas you need to work on and where your strengths already are. So yeah, stay in the a flow. body, a body in flow is a body in the know. Yes. I love that. That is, that is fantastic. Um, so just uh, we've got about, I don't know, a minute and a half left. Um, any, any like just in, individuals that you've worked with that you have just a, just a quick story of, of a success story of someone that you've worked with that maybe came in, not really sure what they were doing and was able to just capitalize on some of these concepts that you've taught. Yes, absolutely. I have so many stories. Um, I just had a gal this week reach out to me. She's writing her first book. She was in the condition. She spotted me in the gym and she said, Hey, I want you to train me. Do you train people? And I, you know, she told me about her limitations. She had been in a car uh, crash and she had a back that was giving her all sorts of fits, been a specialist for years. And it boiled down to, this is what your life is going to be, right? They gave her the sentence, like I had the sentence. And so very limited um, amount of movement and so forth. So within the first year of working with her, she made such tremendous gains, not, I mean, not only muscle, but mentally, physically, emotionally, and in turn, spiritually, that by the end of the second year, um, people were asking her, what are you doing? And she was so proud and had every right to be being able to do deadlifts and run and sprint and things she never thought she would do again. And I turned around to some of my photographers uh, that I used for my shoots, and they just gobbled her up and started putting her out and yeah, shooting her left and right as a fitness model. So, and then unfortunately a year later, she ended up getting um, breast cancer and they had to do a double mastectomy. And um, she is writing this book. Now she's saying, Hey, what really got me through this was the training, the mental building, that mental fortitude to get through it. And her physical training has allowed her to get through that experience with her 
her cancer situation. So that toughness that uh, just just kind of brings her along. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, Jill. Just just incredible. If you're interested in more information on Jill or or how she could maybe be an influence in your life, again, that website, Jill. What is it? One more time, JillNix.com. JillNix.com. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, all the best and everything that you have going on. And, and it sounds like it's a lot, but uh, we wish you the very best and thank you for your inf- the information you shared with us and your uh, inspiration as well. Thank you, Kyle. My pleasure. Well, that is uh, just incredible stuff. Um, what an incredible story. Uh, just to finish up here really quick, just a quick, couple of quick reminders. We want to do, do remind you that registration is open for the Huntsman World Senior Games. All the information that you need to know to register as well as about the sports themselves are at seniorgames.net. Be sure to take full advantage of early bird pricing, which will be in effect until August 1st. And you don't want to miss our next guest for next week's show. You may remember our guest, David Blair, from a couple of months ago. That was episode 433, for those who are keeping score. Dave was a Paralympic gold medalist for the discus in the 2016 Rio Paralympics. And we're thrilled to speak with his Olympic coach, Dr. James Parker, who was a former Olympian himself and a chiropractor who focuses on advanced muscle integration technique. We also want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Of course, we take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found. And then you can also find this as well as previous shows right on our website. Once again, that is seniorgames.net, so check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from the one and only Mother Teresa, who said, If you can't feed a hundred people, then feed just one. Until next Thursday, stay active.